God of our forebears who paved the way for our being in this place today, help us to give up complacency, truly love one another, including those who are hardest to love and hunger and thirst after righteousness. In a time such as this, may your bread of heaven and cup of salvation feed our souls with peace and unspeakable joy in the name of God, Creator, Jesus Christ, Redeemer, and the Holy Spirit, our Sustainer. Amen. Good morning, St. Luke's. It is so good to see your smiling faces. Today is the second Sunday of Lent, which literally means the lengthening of days. And to make sure that those days are lengthened, the Daylight Savings Time people have given us more light at the expense of our getting up an hour earlier. Uh, so you set your clocks where you sprang forward and you lost that hour of sleep. So for all you people who are not morning people, <laughs> I feel your pain because I am not a morning person and Elizabeth is confessing she's not either. So it was a true test of my love of the Lord and St. Luke's and my ministry here in you that I fought and got out of my warm bed to come to see your beautiful smiling faces. So thanks be to God. We are offering special prayers for those who were not as fortunate to get out of bed. And for those of you who are who did get up earlier, I suggest that you get some extra coffee because you'll need it. Today's gospel that you just heard is fitting for our Lenten journey because it offers the story of Jesus displaying two expressions that are so important in this time of faith and lament. Jesus exercising faith that he would continue his prophetic ministry and not worry about Herod who might have him killed. Jesus never minces his words. He calls Herod a fox, saying something about foxen, the poor foxen. I guess cunning is the reference here. But Jesus is certainly um, not afraid of what he's being told about Herod. So his faith to do what God had given him to do, he's not deterred, but continues forth. 
At the same time, he looks at Jerusalem, a city that should heal the brokenhearted, as a city, he says, that kills the prophets, referring to Herod. And he is very much aware that his ministry is a prophetic one and that he would not be afraid. Which this statement is a foreshadowing of his weeping over Jerusalem when he comes back, recognizing the failings of the people of Jerusalem to understand him and to receive the peace that he would bring. And we remember that time on Palm Sunday. In his very colorful way, Jesus teaches by example. Like us, Jesus struggled with empire. And for leaders in power who were unloving and actually harmful to people. Here we see that Jesus is speaking about his love and commitment for the people of Jerusalem while also showing his frustration that they had not been faithful, obedient, and lamenting what they had or would become. This is what we know about Jesus. Jesus expects us to rise above our complacency, just as he expected Jerusalem to do it, and to resist the temptation to succumb to fear. So here he leads by example, that we are to be those lights in the world, to rise above our fears in speaking truth to power, and to have the belief that we will be able to accomplish what we've been given. Jesus displays his lament, but he does not stay there. He holds that lament with faith, the belief that we can become better, the willingness to try, And throughout the gospel, Jesus is always pushing, pushing people to become better. This morning, Jesus is pushing us to become better. Lent pushes us to become better. The Genesis passage offered us the example of Abram and God's challenge to him to exercise his faith, to believe that he could become this father of nations. So much so that Abraham could not, Abram at the time, could not believe he would become Abraham, could not believe that God would promise, that God's promise would come to pass, that there would be a miracle worked out in his life. And in our own struggles and grief, of which we have all experienced a lot in the past couple of years, it is this voice 
that we hear calling us to return again and again to God for our lives to move forward with blessings more than we can imagine. So how might we lament something that we have done in our lives and have faith to fix it? How might we have the faith not only to pray for Ukraine, but faith to speak against the sin and evil of violence? In this time of reflection, what are the difficult or broken relationships in your lives that need repair? The Holy Lent, this Holy Lent calls us into a spiritual discipline which at its best draws us closer to God and to each other. It is a time for us to pause and go deeper into ourselves, a purging or cleansing of the things that bind us so that we can prepare to live a life anew, a resurrected life in the end that is more pleasing to God. We arrive there through our own lament in that we are not where we want to or need to be. While refusing to allow fear to keep us from moving forward. In my years of work as a hospital chaplain, I experienced a myriad of family situations involving torn relationships and families. Mostly around guilt and conflict. In the best of circumstances, the faith of the family members move them from simply lamenting and feeling guilty about a fractured relationship with an ill-loved one to one with a better understanding and reconciliation. One such case involved a daughter, Anne, whose sick mother was one of my patients. During one of my visits to her mother's room, Anne asked if I would be willing to go to the waiting room and speak with her. I agreed. After sitting and speaking with Anne for some time, she expressed that she was feeling very guilty about placing her mother in a facility because she could no longer care for her. Anne also struggled with the friction that had emerged with her mother and herself, involving issues of independence, 
patience, and a war of wills. In our conversation, we engaged prayer, faith, and talked about the strength to make difficult and right decisions, forgiveness and reconciliation. I expressed that providing the place where a mother can get the best care is an act of love. I also encouraged her to work on forgiving herself as well as her mother. At the end of the conversation, Anne appeared lighter after having unloaded some of the weight that caregivers carry daily. Months later, I was shopping in a Johnson City Kroger, and a woman came up to me smiling and said, You may not remember me, but I am Anne. You helped me when my mom was in the hospital. As she talked, I remembered Anne and her dilemma. I said yes and asked how, asked her how her mom was doing. She shared that she did make the decision to place her mother in the facility and that she was doing well. I asked her how she was doing and she lit up after sharing that she and her mother had reconciled and were doing much better. Anne walked the Lenten journey of lament, faith over fear, forgiveness, and reconciliation. This journey that we're invited into each year leads us through the wilderness like Jesus, the wilderness of our lives toward Golgotha and new life in resurrection. Today I invite you to be Anne. First, learning to forgive yourself so that you can have the grace and the courage to forgive others and the humility to be forgiven. So in this time of reflection, in this time of purging and being drawn closer to God, ask how you can be that person that God wants you to be, that God calls you to be. And in that doing that, you will not only honor those around you, but you will honor God. Amen.